everybody welcome to murder moose i'm rod uh and i am flying solo as far as far as regular co-hosts this week jerry had something come up uh i'm not even sure what happened but best wishes my friend oh but 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 i do have a fill-in this week and not even a fill-in she's a scheduled guest uh, my friend out there she uh, does a podcast called what is what's wrong with them what's wrong with them how do you yeah. make sure? Why is it such a tongue twister, Adair? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. <laughs> but okay, Adair is a uh, uh, you're a licensed therapist, right? A counselor. I am a licensed therapist. Yes. Yes, and uh, you do a, a dive into true crime, but like from a the uh, a therapist uh, perspective, which is a when you told me about it is a really cool thing because it's like. Most time, true crime stuff is pretty much from a lot of true crime stuff comes off as coming from really like just people into true crime, right? But like yeah. your perspective, it's you're it's a real more like it's a way more analytical uh, perspective on the these situations, right? Yeah, definitely. So I am a true crime connoisseur, um, but I am also a licensed therapist. So I go through the cases, and then I go through. The symptoms that the your favorite murderer or cult leader is displaying and yeah. their potential diagnoses for them. And then, of course, looking at if they're actually psychopaths because psychopath is not a diagnosis, but there is a series of questions and criteria that someone would look at to say that someone is actually a psychopath. Yeah, which is and which is a uh, very like it's way more detail oriented and it's a cool perspective because like i said like so many of them are just i know how popular true crime pro podcasts are right now right they're like you look at the you look at the top numbers and we've we had a really really uh good true crime podcast on our network and she went off to do another a bigger network because her true crime podcast was so big um so it's like we these things blow up and it's like man it's i i I, I've listened to true crime podcasts. I haven't listened to a whole lot. And I don't know if that's a lot with like, I end up getting sucked up with the, the ones that are like, get a lot of publicity, right? Like, uh, the, the one about the, the kid who did the, the murder or was in jail for murder and like of his ex-girlfriend that like had, uh, what was that? That was, I think that was the first big one that got a lot of attention. I can't even remember the name of it, but but it was like you're talking real, about ones that are like a series. Of yeah, like one yeah. Specific thing, and there's like twelve episodes on that specific thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like those too, honestly. And because my podcast is not like that, <laughs> yeah, I am trying to figure out a way to kind of make like each season more specified because i also seek out true crime like that like i'm yeah. listening yeah. to one called murder in oregon and i listen to the delphi murders and i actually prefer things like that over your traditional random episodes like yeah the, you know a true crime all the time or a my favorite murder or something like that like they're great but i'm going to seek out specific episodes i'm not going to listen to it consistently so i don't expect people it, to listen to yeah. every episode that i do either <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's especially from your perspective, right? You can't get into a uh, someone's mind as easily if you're like just like going over like an hour's worth of like two hours worth of like events, right? You're like covering up what happened. You're covering what happened at the time. You're covering like what the specific, like, you know, as much as detail as you can get into in that like, you know, short amount of time, but you're not able to do kind of what you're good at right which is like kind of go over all the stuff this has happened with this person right so um how it would be difficult to spend that much time on one singular case yeah my goal is really just to like briefly go through the case and then really dive into like what were they like as a child and what symptoms were they showing then and that kind of stuff so I don't know. Eventually, I'll figure something out. But right now, each season kind of has its own theme, and I hope that that helps a little bit in terms yeah. of just focus and consistency. So we'll see. Yeah, it's man. It's I. I feel like that's w- w- such a big thing with podcasting is just like trying to do something a little different, and that that I mean, it, it's such a. There's so many podcasts out there, right? There's like, this is my fuck probably like. Fifth podcast I've done like for at least a little bit of time, and this one has been going on for over a year at this point. But like, yeah, it, when you do think a little bit of like different things, it can make a big difference. And it just it doing what you do well is just really a, a big. It's it just it's like I stream, I do all this other stuff, but it's like you just make content you're like you're comfortable with and like confident in, and it makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm still very new to this. I'm just wrapping up my second season. And I do work full-time as a therapist. I'm also in a PhD program, so this is not my full-time job. But I do it because I truly love it, and I think it's fun. And I hope that it does give a different perspective, because I know that I hear a lot of other people who are very much amateurs who are like, oh, this is what this guy has. And I'm like, no, that's not what they have. So I need to correct the record. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I, because I know so many of these things do, so, like, they do, they do really good jobs with, like, you know, the details are given, but, like, they don't have your background, which means, like, they're guessing or they're going off of what they read off of police reports or, you know, yeah, everything else. And it's just like, you have a legitimate, you've gone to school, you're doing all this real in depth stuff. And it's like, yeah, it, 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 it's funny because it's like I think a lot of people think that podcasters are doing this stuff for you know try to become famous or trying you know whatever make money off of it and most of us are doing this because it's like fun and for us and it's a it's a you know a creative outlet which not everyone has right so yeah and so well thanks for hyping me up I appreciate no, it <laughs> no problem that's I mean it's it's you and I met each other recently at our friend Lindsay's wedding and it was uh we were like we kicked it off right away and you're like I want to do a collab and I was like got it and we had I had some movies lined up and wasn't sure and then like I Jerry said he wanted to watch this movie um and I was like I knew a little bit about it I didn't know everything but from what I had heard I was like this sounds like something that would be good for a dare because of the the overarching you know plot line and i was actually kind of surprised at how much both the main character and uh, you probably got more time being able to study the main character than you did the the killer but definitely the one that i was focused on (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, it's you don't get you don't get time. The 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 killer is kind of like it's a kind of a whodunit kind of mystery movie, and we won't, we, we won't spoil it until like. We'll we'll warn people before we talk spoilers, so we can kind of go into a couple other things. But um, the main character in this movie, okay, before I'm not even talking about it. We are talking about 2020's The Wolf of uh, of Snow Hollow, and I don't know why every time I say this movie's title, I want to fuck it up somehow. But <laughs> I'm I keep like, I say Snow White, so you're yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I want to say something ho- Blood Hollow, or I, I don't know. It's a uh, it's funny because this movie, there's a movie we did like earlier this year called uh, on this podcast called Werewolves Within, which was actually based off of a Ubisoft game, which was kind of like, like uh, you you have to, it's kind of like Among Us and stuff like that. Those kind of card games or deduction things where you have to figure out who the the killer is, and in that game it was a, a werewolf who's the killer, and they turned it into a movie, um, and that movie took place in Vermont during the winter time very very kind of similar atmosphere to what uh the wolf of snow hollow took place but this takes place in utah um but both of them are in the mountains and both are you know tons of snow coming down and everything like that um this movie was written directed and uh starring jim cummings i'm not as familiar with jim cummings uh jerry is a big fan um he's He's got a new movie that I guess people are starting to talk about called The Beta Test. Um, and I don't know much about it. It sounds, the, all I know is the premise is this guy gets an offer to be, cheat on someone, on his wife or girlfriend or whatever, with no strings attached kind of thing. And it goes badly for him. And that doesn't surprise me after seeing <laughs> this movie and <laughs> and uh, sure. what this, yeah. this guy deals with, right? Um so I have to say, uh, you there are like so many issues for this character. Uh, his character in the movie is named what is his name? It is John uh, John Marshall. Yes, um, this man has been left, but he's like divorced because his ex wife left him. Um, his mother abandoned him when he was born. It sounds like uh, they didn't they didn't get real specific into it. Um, and his father is real old. Yeah, he's the sheriff, but, but he's real old and doesn't want to retire, even though he should have retired. Um, doesn't take care of himself because he's a stubborn old man. Um, played by Robert Foster, Forster, who died. Right after this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They dedicated him. At the very end, they dedicated to him. He was 78, and he died in uh, October 11th, 2019. Um, one of, one of those actors that not everyone like. I don't think I knew his name, but like you see this guy, and you're like, oh, this this guy who's been in like everything, right? Um, yeah, I always have to just pull up the IMDb and go through the cast because I'm like, why do I recognize them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like you start going, oh, okay. Oh, that he was in. It was just character actors, right? It's these guys who are like worked forever. Like this guy worked till he's basically dead. Um, yeah, literally. Yeah, it's crazy, man. These guys just go and go and go until they can't go anymore. Um, but 
yeah, so John Marshall's the main character. He's he's next in line to be like the sheriff of this town when his dad retires. And uh but man, the, he's also the character's also a recovering alcoholic. You you see you see him going into AA meetings fairly early on in this movie and he says that he is been in AA for six years and sober for three. So he had a slip slip up three years ago, I guess. Um, and he, you could see why, man, this guy is, I mean, you, you, this guy was probably a, like a, <laughs> you're like, start taking notes a day. Like when you're like, well, this guy did this and then he did this. And then he, <laughs> so like there's trauma, there's stressors. There's a yeah. lot happening with him. I don't blame him. Yeah. Well, he's got a temper too, right? Which makes oh, everything sure. it, like not like because uh, obviously someone in this situation is like prone to explosions. I mean, this guy is like it seems like everyone in town is kind of like scared of him. Not scared of him, but like he I don't know. He's kind of an asshole. Like is really what it comes down to, right? Like you go, how much of this is this guy's personality? And how much of this is like stressors from this this murder situation that starts happening in their little town? And it kind of seems like he's amplified because of the stress, but he's kind of an asshole when this this whole shit show started, right? Yeah, he's not super likable. <laughs> yeah, he's I, I I messaged Jerry like when I was watching it uh, last night. I was like, this guy's cranky. And it's uh, <laughs> because he's like he's like yelling. He, he what is he fire like two different people in this movie that piss him off? It, yeah, it's like he fires a cop and he I think he fires the coroner at some point because they piss him off. Yeah, he does. Um, and man, I so what do you have to say? Like when you <laughs> one, I would assume you would really want to treat a guy like this, right? This who who's got all these issues and and. Uh, this like obviously this dependency on alcohol that never goes away but he also has like outbursts of anger and he has outbursts do you like can we get into sessions right away my friend (laughs) you know i prefer to treat people who want treatment yeah (laughs) and i don't think he wants treatment but i have worked for roughly eight years specifically with substance use yeah so Everything that I was seeing him do looks to me like what a lot of people would call a dry drunk. Somebody who's uh-huh. not drinking but hasn't changed their behaviors. Yeah. So he's engaging in a lot of like risky stuff. He's not really taking care of himself. And I mean, I guess like warning, but he relapses. Yeah. And it's immediately like he drinks once, he drinks all night. And yep. he doesn't stop. And that to me is just somebody that hasn't dealt with anything that they've gone through. And I think that's very obvious in the outbursts as well. But I definitely look at someone like that and I feel sad and I feel like if you want to talk, I'm here for you. (laughs) Yeah. They have to want to (laughs) talk. Yeah. I mean, because that's one of the reasons like AA has its steps, right? Because it's like, it's not just, it's not just stopping drinking. It's like stopping drinking and helping recover from those habits that like, I mean, because I think they said at some point when he met him, his, he's got a 17 year old daughter who's about to go to college for, um, on a, a gymnastic scholarship, but he, uh, 
I think he said they were divorced for like two years or something like that. So he's obviously like him and his wife broke up after he had stopped drinking permanently again, like three years ago. Um, and you go, I mean, that means this guy, I mean, his ex-wife <laughs> kind of seemed like a, a not nice lady to me. Honest, but no one in this movie is likable. I, I think that the, um, I think the most likable character in this whole movie is Detective uh, Julia Ro- Robson, uh, played by Ricky Lindholm, who, like, I've seen her in lots of stuff. I, I think the first thing I ever saw her in was uh, Big Bang Theory, trying to, like, hit on Sheldon, which is a <laughs> weird yeah, thing. She's, yeah, she's a comedian. I know I've yeah. seen her in um, comedies and stuff, but she is likable. She's, like, the voice of reason. Yeah. She's the only one, and it's funny. I I wonder if there's like a thing about like, I, I wonder like watching this if the this uh if uh John Marshall's like trying to say something about toxic masculinity because it's like like it's like his character is like this tot like who doesn't want to deal with his feelings like you were saying like, he doesn't want to doesn't want to change what has made him an alcoholic he doesn't want to change what's what's made him like this man who's like a broke like he's basically broken at this point like you get him like in his 40s and like just like he like crying about being stuck in this like small town and not going anywhere and like nobody liking him and shit like that and you're like damn dude you are you're not exactly in a great shape and and that goes (laughs) you gotta do some some work on yourself before you expect people to yeah i mean it also you have to go like it feels like uh it feels like the small town kind of vibe right like it's like they they live in this little utah town where not that many people live in and man like you know you, you said nobody's likable in this movie and that's really extends out to like everyone in this fucking town right they like all the all the citizens of this town are like blaming him for it like in telling him my six-year-old could have solved this and shit like that. And it's like, no, it's not that simple, guys. Like, <laughs> like being a cop is not like CSI. You don't get to go in and pull out, like, you know, magical, like, utensils that tell you the DNA of the person who did all this stuff. <laughs> and especially, like, in the wintertime where everything's, like, you know, snow and cold and everything that, like, could fuck everything up. Um, so... I have to say, like with 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 John Marshall in this movie, is there like, <laughs> what do you think of him as a character? Do you think I don't want to I don't want to ruin not going into specifics with this, but do you think by the end of this movie, with after this after everything this character ha- has gone through, do you think it's the, he may have finally seen the light towards the end of this film? I mean, I think that that very last scene where he hears the boys talking yeah. and he, like, turns around and then he just, like, walks away is yeah. the only demonstration of him being like, okay, I'm in control now. Yeah. But I feel like it would be it would be a lot of effort on his part to keep that because he showed, right, that he was sober and had relapsed with stress yeah i wonder how he's doing 
going and if that's going to prevent another relapse and if that's something that he actually wants to do and thinks is helpful. But I think that that was, like, the goal of that final scene is to be like, oh, he's a better human now. (laughs) I... I was wondering because again we won't ruin it that some of the situation that's happening there at the end that they like they don't explain it, it that leaves questions whether or not you go you go well was this is he in this situation now because of his choosing or because of some other reason right like and we'll talk about it when we spoil stuff but like you go has this guy grown voluntarily or was he like forced into the situation he's in at the very end of this film? Like, it's uh, it is a very like good question because you go because that makes a big difference, right? Like, he's this guy is a the the situation he's in for this entire film is a situation that obviously isn't. I mean, it seems to me as someone who isn't a therapist, it wasn't good for this man. It made him stressed out. It made him do all like everything that. It just seemed like his life was full of like, what's the word? Tr- not triggers, but like things that act like stress activators or something like that, right? I mean, those are still triggers, but yeah, I think that like he's showing what we would call compound trauma, which is just things keep happening over and over and over, and they just build up. And when you're not dealing with any of them, mm-hmm. you get to that point where you're a volcano and you're overflowing with all this stuff that you've never dealt with. Yeah, it's he. It's funny because like it, it generally seems like the guy is like he'd be like a friend I would have that would be like an asshole most of the time. But then like as soon as he went off on one of his rampages, you'd be like, okay, dude, get out of here because you don't want to deal with him. I mean, he, he, he's like getting into fights with fellow cops during this movie. He's, I mean, he's fighting with basically everyone around him. Like the only people he doesn't really truly fight with are like like julia robson and like his his like i mean fuck his daughter is like smacking the shit out of him him during this movie because he like is so out of control right (laughs) so what what okay does that as as a daughter as his daughter in this movie that does that and kind of gets in the situation who if you watch this movie like probably goes through like almost as much if not more trauma than her father because she's attacked by this this killer she's like she's dealing with this man who's lost control of his own like you know life she's got you know her parents split apart and she's like you know a teenager all this stuff and like she's got a lot going on also and it's like she's the one trying to you know put her father back into you know a right place a right state of mind and the the effects of it on her and it, I, I thought they did a really good job of like kind of like showing this character that is very I don't know strong strong willed and determined maybe I don't know like she seems like for someone who's been I, I mean you don't know for sure right because but she's been dealing with this man her entire life she's been dealing with her mom who seems like a bitch um <laughs> So it's she says like at one point, like that she's only seen the back of his head for seventeen years. Yeah, which I think is like the most telling line about like she doesn't even know her father, and he scares her. Yeah, yeah, because she's seen him during this like current breakdown where she's the it's like she's like parenting her own father, like she's pulling him upstairs to go to to go to like 
throw him in a bed because he's so fucking drunk. I mean, this motherfucker, this is not a spoiler, he gets so drunk during this whole shit show, like he fucking breaks a stove, the glass on the front of a stove. I don't know about, I don't know about you. I don't know how easy it is to break the glass <laughs> on a stove, but it doesn't seem like a fucking a simple task, right? Um, I. <sighs> I, I sit there and I go, I, I wonder, because this movie has, like, that the small-time vibe. I, it, it means, like, some like so many things to me now, like, especially the world we live in. I feel like small towns change way slower than big towns, right? Like it, it, oh, they do, definitely. And I think that that, like, it says a lot about how... It, it kind of feels like almost like the, the 50s kind of like like what men were expected to be like in the 50s in this country right they were supposed to go to work come home and if you had problems you just drink drink your problems away instead of like you know like you know dealing with your problems because men don't complain about their problems blah 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 and it seems like that's like well to be honest like the opening scene of this movie has the these this couple comes into this little diner and these people who actually live in this town like start dropping slurs i don't even know if they they i heard what slur they actually used but they like offended the shit out of this dude who obviously was like more of a modern uh man than the, these townsfolk were folk were and like almost gets into a fight with them because of it. Um, and it's very like we live in this country right now where I'm going to mention the idiot that is Aaron Rodgers right now, who just was doing these interviews and talking about woke culture and stuff like that. But it's I just think we're we're changing what we're we're viewings as acceptable these days right it's like what do we allow as a society right yeah and i do think that small towns change a lot slower and i think part of that is like a matter of resources like not having access to a lot of things that they yeah. literally have to mature basically slower. Mm-hmm. but yeah. i do think that the way that you're describing this is in terms of this being like it appears like they're in the 50s is very real and i was even just thinking about it i was like is this supposed to be based in modern time because i guess it is based on like the technology and stuff but it definitely feels like it was older yeah i i honestly think i mean you you live in california i'm in colorado of the suburbs of denver we're both in like more progressive areas of the country right it's like neither one of our states voted for don't vote for republicans right it's like the and that's the kind of stuff you go well is this like i I mean shit man you go go watch youtube videos of the uh the people still going out and and rallying and supporting trump and yeah if you want to talk about diagnoses like let's dive into that I, that's I, called a delusional I, I, disorder. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here laughing my ass off about that because I sit there and go, did I miss something where, where right. JFK and everyone in his family was a hardcore Democrat and he's going to come back and and be Trump's vice? What? I like the ins- like I swear to God, there's some j- jerk off behind a keyboard somewhere in in like 
who's probably either really old or really young and just fucking with these people and thinks it is the funniest shit in the entire world. Like, like they've never been happier that they've gotten to just fucking make these idiots look like idiots. I, someone mentioned it before, and I think it's a it's a real good correlation, actually. It's the, the brother and sister in Ender's Game, the book. I don't know if you've read Ender's Game, but they... So Ender is the main character of that book, but his, uh, his, 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 I think his older brother and sister, they, uh, they, uh, they go on the internet and this book was written way before our current internet has been around, but like, and they make these personas and they like conflict with each other and they cause these giant, like political battles slash movements and it it's kind of eerie if you go see none of the stuff made it into the the movie which wasn't great but um it's it's kind of it's eerie comparing it to the events of the last like 20 years specifically because of the uh you know the effects of this anonymous uh what anonymity gives you when you can you know be been in place like the internet so it's kind of a crazy like correlation. It, the book is really good. It's like actually one of my favorite books ever. But the guy who wrote it isn't exactly the best of people. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I will add it to my list and yeah. I'll give it a try. Yeah, it's it, it was really entertaining, and I was kind of bummed when the book came out or the movie came out. But mm. so I the the there's so much with this and i was like trying to figure out I, and i told you before we started recording that this movie leaves you in, or left me in this weird like state afterwards because like it is it's like confronting you with trauma like the entire time right it like and it's it's weird because like at the end you just like i don't know if it like makes you dump all your like adrenaline or dump all your like i don't it's it's it just weird like it just it made me feel weird like by the end of it and i'm not saying in a bad way but it was like you're happy at the end because like the things things have been resolved but you're also sad because of like everything that these people have been have gone through over the last hour and a half right and i don't feel like it's a super satisfying resolve like either one okay so storyline now and i'm totally gonna give spoilers so at this point go watch the movie then come back (laughs) so yes yes do that yeah so the first guy that they think is the wolf right yeah so there's the guy that throughout the movie you get little like pieces of him doing drugs of some kind right like smoking something and then he's shooting something yeah then when they find him right he's dead that's not a satisfying resolve. Yeah. And then it continues, and then we actually figure out that it's somebody else. And I yeah. think that scene, like, in the house is so uncomfortable with yeah. John sitting there. It's just so uncomfortable. And then, of course, he asks him to stand up because the wolf is gigantic. And then the guy takes off. And also, like, that ending is also not satisfying. So I feel like yeah. the whole time you're building up all this tension and anxiety watching everything. And then both times you're not feeling like good <laughs> yeah. by the end of it. So it is definitely like, it's like a, it's an anxiety hangover the next day. It, it's that weird thing where like it, so many horror movies, you have monsters, right? Like, and, and this movie has a killer. It has this guy who, 
who's this giant dude who's running around in a wolf costume murdering people. But man, it that's not the focus of this movie. This focus is on what the own uncontrolled human like psyche basically can do to what kind of a monster you could form like living your everyday life because we don't end up even knowing anything about like we know that the guy who was in the suit running around killing people for the whole movie was a taxidermist like that's really all we end up knowing about him right we don't know we don't know why he did it we don't know like what he did and the other guy that you mentioned the first guy they thought was the killer was just a drug addict who did crazy drugs like like and you sit there and both of those are like okay and it it, it's why the film is so interesting to me because like it you're you're going and focusing on a a quote-unquote werewolf for the whole movie because this guy dresses up like a werewolf and he has like wolf wolf skins and all that stuff and you go okay but you don't you don't know anything you know his name and that he's a giant that's basically all you know at the end because like that really isn't the focus yeah it's not about him the whole time though i will say that i was like john john is the werewolf like i was so convinced throughout it that (laughs) this was going to be like um was that movie with the guy who has like the 20 different personalities oh are you talking about uh there's the more yeah, they're inside the hotel and they're like it's actually his personalities killing each other. Oh, uh, what the hell is that movie it's called? It's like is like it's like slice or something. Yeah. But I really thought it was going to be like that. I was like, "Oh, this guy has DID, which is yeah. dissociative identity disorder, which used to be multiple personality disorder." And I was yeah. like convinced because I was like, "Oh, he like acts out. He's explosive. Like he is a werewolf." Like <laughs> I was yeah. so convinced yeah. it was going to be him. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because like I talked about uh, werewolves with it within before, and like that movie kind of did what these these movies both have similarities in that they both are like they they're not they're very like sly about what is happening and what if werewolves exist or if like this is just and which is a cool thing horror movies can do because like. You you don't know you're not this isn't like real life we're, we don't know you we're not talking about whether or not you know John Wayne Gacy was a werewolf we're talking about these people inside a film that you know bad shit's happening so like they do a really good job of making it so it's not like oh yeah there's werewolves but right or or they're not it werewolves doesn't necessarily yeah. like suspend reality the same way that yeah. something that was actually like a monster. Right. Yeah. What, like the well, whole time you know you're looking for a human being. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's that sitting there where you're going, well, this dude, someone's sick. Someone is like, I mean, you to dress. I mean, this guy, this guy is a taxidermy person who like who has cut a bunch of werewolf skins into this like giant costume and is just fucking people up like. He's like he's tearing people apart with like a fucking giant knives, right? And he he does th- he does things that like ser- real life serial killers do. do. Like he, he takes like body parts. You go go if you if you know about um, I mean it's a it's a I mean it's it's a kind of a cliche go to, but what what he's like the first victim has he takes her vagina, which is something like 
Jack like, the yeah, Jack the Ripper did, and and so it's like stuff like that, and takes a head later on. Um, um, but it's like, it's stuff that you go, okay, this dude is sick. I mean, it's, I mean, we don't, we never found out for sure who Jack the Ripper was. Um, but like, it it would be interesting to see. Like, I mean, what what would drive someone? Like, like, look at a taxidermy guy like this. Like, what drives someone to? And you don't have to go super depth, obviously. But what do you think would drive someone to have like these fast? He obviously has fascinations with death, right? Um, but to be cutting people apart, acting like a werewolf, is that just like, in your opinion, is that like a mental break? What is what? What would drive someone to like break like that into a point where they're pretending to be a werewolf to murder someone? Yeah, so I think that there's two different sides to this. So the first side is, like, he has these really fixated interests, right? One of them potentially being death, and that would be involved in the toxidermy side as well, which, not saying that, like, every doctor or toxidermy person murders people, but having, like, an obsession with it is a little bit different. But then the other side of, like, identifying with an animal and then, of course, murdering people seems like some kind of psychosis to me. And when you talk about psychosis, like, the definition of it is a break with reality. So what is happening if he, and of course, like you said, we don't really know, but if he fully, like, believes himself to be this thing, this werewolf, that would be a very telling sign. But I'm kind of feeling like he's just using that as a way to basically get away with murder. Yeah. And then the murder side is really like he is potentially a psychopath. Yeah. And we don't know how he got there. If there's like trauma in his history. Like he's a weird dude. It seems like Like maybe he was bullied growing up. Maybe he didn't have great parents. Like I don't know. But more than anything it seems like he's in some kind of like psychosis. Yeah. I... I thought, like, as a non, like, non therapist person, like you, I kind of thought, like, oh, this guy just u- might be using this just to, like, like that's his mind's, like, escape to do or like reasoning, like, not like he has multiple personalities, like you were saying before, but like, but maybe just like that's how it like reasons with itself that he's committing all these horrible crimes. I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, it, it, it's funny, man. It, like, it's like we, we have this like movie where like a good amount of people get cut up and slaughtered pretty good, um, and you and you don't end up knowing a lot, which is like it's kind of horror. It is horrifying. I mean, it's we we just got out of uh, October and and new, a new Halloween movie came out and Michael Myers and what Michael Myers what makes Michael Myers so scary and what they were kind of doing in these rebooted, this rebooted series is that they've really made it back to, he just kills to kill like that, like that he's a predator. And, and it's kind of like this, like you don't know what turns this guy into a predator, a killer, you know, kind of thing. But it, it, that, and that's kind of, it's a thing you don't know by the end of the film. And it, it makes it a little bit, I mean, it makes it scarier, right? Cause you're like, shit, we don't, we don't know why this guy did this. (laughs) They didn't explain it. Right. So, um, Which I think is why a lot of people are fascinated by true crime is to understand yeah. and to also take the perspective of like, this is a real human being. This is a real live person. Yeah. And we don't know if there's just something wrong in their brains, like biologically, yeah. or like what is yeah. going on. And I think 
Yeah. I, Do I know somebody that's like that? Those are the questions that I think people ask most often with true crime. Yeah. I, I know that my wife and I, when we first started dating way back in the early, like 2006, we, uh, one of the first shows we watched a lot together was Criminal Minds. And Criminal Minds, yeah, is, is a very like, it's why that show gets, you know, it's that same kind of thing. It's like, why are these people doing this thing? And it actually, it's funny because then that transitioned later to a couple of years ago to watching uh, Netflix did, did the Mindhunter show. Yes. About, so about yeah. Yeah, it was such an entertaining show about the form formation of the behavioral analysis unit, which is the the real life unit, the criminal minds. Uh, which is my goal in life to work with man. them, which is why I'm doing my PhD right now. Man, that's a. I mean, that's a. It's the best of the best, right? It's like those guys were the first ones to do that stuff, and you. It's it's funny. I've been I've been watching a uh, YouTube channel lately lately called a. Uh, 32 it's a british guy who says thor thoughty like it sounds like he's saying 42 but it's 32 and uh he makes all these really interesting videos about weird stuff and one of the videos he did recently was uh about the uh the formation of the fbi and what they were doing with the fbi when it uh you know when it first was formed in the early 1900s and how they they tracked down a lot of these uh these criminals during the the uh, you know the Great Depression and people were desperate and all that stuff and so it's an interesting background and it's interesting that they're the ones who have like, you know done all this really early investigative like, things that we never had as a, a as a country before you know you know the FBI was formed um, and it makes me think of it's. Uh, we we talked about it on the show a while back uh, the the movie Mem- Memoirs of Murder, which is a South Korean film about the I don't know if you know about this the 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 a, a killer that was killing people and like they, he ended up killing I think it was like eighteen or eight I don't I don't know it was a huge amount of people for South Korea which is a country that's not known for having serial killers and they didn't catch him and and they made this movie about it the director who made uh he made parasite he made uh, oh, okay. yeah. a snow piercer and stuff he made this movie uh, kind of kind of similar to the zodiac movie that happened like you know where they were kind of trying to get the stuff out there but at the very end of that movie the main character looks at the camera and kind of like you know you know was looking into the thing because this guy still hadn't been caught and they caught like about 12 years after that and it's it's weird, like how you know America has this, like you know, uh, this reputation for this stuff. But this stuff happens everywhere in the world. It's just it does happen everywhere, but it happens here a lot more often. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> America's fucked up, right? It's weird yeah. though, too. It's weird, you know. It always, it always it makes me go. There's so many things about America that are weird and awesome, and like different and you go how much of this is because america is isolated in or not isolated but like it's not an isolation chamber like most countries most countries in this world are like you know their group of people that are you know they are you know english and just mostly english and then you know you have Indians who are mostly Indians, and all, and then America's got people from all over that are you know smashed in this weird cultural, yeah, mushpot. That is, 
let's be honest. I mean, America is every country, every state is almost like really like a country in so many ways. And they're so big. I mean, England is like the size of Texas or something. Like the whole country. So yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I don't diversity. And if you look at like murder, right? Every country has like very specific things about it that are usually portrayed in their serial killers and murderers and even in the u.s you have those differences in every state yeah let alone within the country itself like japan has i think the lowest number of serial killers but the Uh ones that have happened there are like very very well known yeah because it's a rarity we're like here there's at any given time according to the fbi there are 25 active serial killers in the u.s do we hear yeah. about them? No, because it's such a common occurrence. Yeah. It's so wild to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, to think about it, it's like serial killers are also like, you go and look at it like missing people, right? Like missing people are are so much like, we just had the, the YouTuber disappear and then like, you know, yeah, they Gabby found, Tito. yeah, yeah. And like, look how many people it took looking for her and, and. The problem being that in the search for the pretty white blonde woman, yeah. they found a bunch of other people, some of whom yeah. were of different you know, ethnicities, yeah. different yeah. states even, but yeah. there were a couple of black people found, and yeah. that area that she was found in is well known to have a lot of indigenous people go yeah. missing, yeah. and we don't look at we just look for the pretty white yeah. blonde girl that's on well, YouTube. That's it, a problem too. There's only in like lo- the, the crazy se- series of events that even led to us finding her when they were looking as hard as they were for her was a another YouTuber like finding yeah. their va- like even with how like many people were looking for her, they wouldn't have found her like if it wasn't for like some crazy fucking coincidence because there's so much. And you're right. Like it's, it's like, so you, the first, <laughs> you talk about pretty blonde women. The first person killed in this film is a, a pretty blonde lady. Yep. And, and uh, it's like, you go look at, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know a hundred percent anything. I don't think if, when I think of Utah, I don't think of diversity. <laughs> right? uh, sure. And uh, there's like a black cop in this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like that's whole that whole corridor is you think of like Mormons, and when you think of Mormons, you think of blonde haired, blue eyed white people, and and I, I know that's not a hundred percent the case, but like, it's that like, it's that vision or that 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 thought you you have in your mind right away because that's what like the majority that you've encountered or you've seen portrayed on TV or whatever. Um, and so yeah, it's it's it is it's weird because America it, America uh, I don't know America handles violence very very odd. Like yeah. We're all very like I mean not we're all, but violence is accepted here, sex is not. I I I've talked about this. I talked about this last week, I think a little bit. Like I remember watching Die Hard and like Under Siege when I was a little kid. Like I was born in 83 when those movies were newer and dad covering my eyes up for boobs, but like when John John McClane's killing 
87 people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, that's fine. And it's just like, it, you go back and you build a country on a religious extremists that, you know, were, moved over here because they couldn't be as, yeah, yeah. You couldn't be as crazy religious as you wanted. So let's go somewhere else. And if someone else is in the way, I mean, I've seen, uh, I've seen things recently and I think, uh, I think a lot of it was like, I, it was a video, I think, about the, the set, like, you know, the people who came over here first, the Europeans. And they, I think they're guesstimating now at this point that 90% of the, you know, indigenous people that lived here were killed by smallpox. Like, smallpox is really the, the, I mean, these people were killed in other ways. Don't get me wrong. But you think about that, like, I think there were, like, the amount of people that you just go, if, I think I I could be wrong, but I thought I saw some guesstimate that there might have been ten million people, uh, like on the continent when you know Columbus arrived and where the Spanish arrived, you know, and you go, that's like nine million people killed by smallpox. If that, it, it, not saying that's accurate, but that's just like a guesstimate. And you just go, fuck, man, it's it, it's a it's a scary thought process, but like, it, you go, this is. This is like, I don't know, just America, how hand, America handles most things is odd to me. Like we live, we live in a country now that still is booze is legal. And we, we go, we go look at this movie and see what booze does to this main character. This motherfucker. Yeah, more people die from cigarettes and alcohol than they do from any other drug. Yeah. This motherfucker was so desperate for alcohol once he, like, broke his seal. He starts chugging a tube of fucking, like, uh, mouthwash. Yeah, that one was and rough to see. You're like, you're like, uh, and but it's real. I honestly yeah. think that it was a, actually a really good depiction of substance use because yeah. people do that. They'll drink fucking hand sanitizer. They'll yeah. drink Yeah, I I could see why this movie means what it does to Jerry because of his like his he's a recovering you know a recovering individual from like and what he's gone through and what this like he often talks about being like he has that anger inside of him and you go so this movie probably like re- he relates a lot and I'm bummed that he couldn't be here to talk about it tonight but it's it makes sense and it makes sense after watching this and I told him that I was like I understand why this me- this movie means a lot to you because of that and i feel like it's interesting because like there are so many portrayals of you know you know addicts and addiction and i mean horror does as many as most mediums right like you look at things like the shining the shining is a like a giant study on what addiction and isolation can do to someone right um Jack, Jack's the the ghosts and everything else in that movie are all like secondary to what this motherfucker is like, you know, going through mentally because of 
his addictions and his his struggles, right? And it, it's this John Marshall doesn't he he doesn't he's not seeing ghosts and shit, but he's he's like just breaking down from a world that he isn't happy with and he's not happy with himself and he's not happy that he's been left by his wife. He's not happy that he, he, he seems like he didn't want to really be a, a cop. And the, the th- point I was, I was pointing about earlier and then maybe we talk about it now, just since you're doing spoilery stuff, like the very end of this movie, he, you, he gets stabbed by the guy um, who was the werewolf, the werewolf quote unquote. Um, and he gets this motherfucker. I don't know how he got like. They, they say they they say that like when you're getting stabbed in the gut is the like it take go back to like Reservoir Dogs where they talk about how long it takes to die because of being stabbed in the in the gut. But um, he gets stabbed in the gut and then ends up taking this guy out. And he the uh, uh, Julia shows up and shoots the 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 werewolf guy and then he proceeds to shoot the werewolf in the face what four or five more times going back to earlier what one of the the victim's parents was like you shoot him in the face until you could see the ground through his head or something like that and you're like oh uh, that was uh, jimmy tatro yeah jimmy tatro it was his character <laughs> whose girlfriend dies but i just love that it's jimmy tatro like that's the best part of this whole movie I don't know if I know him um, from other stuff. Like, like I, I just went to his uh, his He's IMDb. Also video. a comedian. Oh, okay. Um, and I want to say like MTV shows back in the day. Okay, I see. He's done stuff like uh, he was in Twenty Two Jump Street and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I still not watched. I have it on Blu-ray and still not watched it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so. That was one of those things I was I was kind of questioning about earlier and not doing specifics. Like, did this guy get fired from because at the very end, John survived and he. But they 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 leave you hanging until the very end. They like you see Julia helping John's daughter moving into her college dorm, and they kind of like make you think that he died because he got fucked up real good. Um, and Julia's the new uh, sheriff, so. So, uh, Sheriff Hadley, which was, uh, John Marshall's father died. Um, and then, so John was the sheriff and then he was a sheriff for like 10 minutes because, or, or, or so it seems we don't really have any context because we go, what did it say? Like three months later or something like that, uh, at the very end, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm curious to whether they they forced him out of being a cop or he willingly chose it. Then that was my real like my question like th- because if if this guy actually chose as a detective or as a sheriff to like step away because of it wasn't didn't make him happy, it stressed him out and made him the monster kind of was for a lot of this movie or he was fired for shooting this guy in the face. 800 times (laughs) that's that makes a big difference like in my opinion right i hope that he walked away for his own (laughs) well-being yeah but i also would not be surprised if it really was because he's an alcoholic that was actively drinking on the job and then shot this guy's face off 
Well, they didn't, they didn't seem to. I mean, they cared because they they seemed to care about this guy, even though he's an asshole. But like, like the the secretary or whatever, like pulls into work work after his bender, and she's like, "Hey, uh, honey, your your car's in the middle of the street," <laughs> and she sees him with his flasks. Shows so she like knows what he's doing. Um, it's that like again, I that's why I said like that fifties vibe where it was like way more acceptable to be like. Yeah. I don't know anywhere in America now where you go into work fucking shit face like this and they don't fucking fire you instantaneously, right? Like, oh, man, it's... And I know... You know what? Points for accuracy, because law enforcement has really high rates of alcoholism and of domestic yeah. violence, so yeah. they were just accurate. That's... Yeah. I'm going to give them credit for that. Well, dude, it's, it's sitting there and you're like, man... I don't know how accurate it is, but I I have it in my head, and this is like Rod's imaginary land. I often feel like I feel like cops are often people who have like power in like high school and like you know football players, like jockey type person. Yeah, that like that go out of high school and then go. I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I don't know like I I don't get to like you know. I don't get to push around others anymore. I don't get to do. And I'm not saying this is all cops, but I'm, I, in my head, that's like it feels like that's what the type of people who translate to be cops a lot of times because I, I feel like cops are so often bullies. Like they're people who, who want to have power over others, right? There's a very particular personality type that goes into the military and that goes into law enforcement. Yeah, it it's yeah. There's. And I almost went in the military. I almost went in the military because of like being what I was and like trying to help pay for college and all this stuff. And like, but like, man, it's I my super ADHD personality and, and my real like I don't call it free spirit. I don't know what the fuck you call it, but <laughs> it's like it's I, I go, man, I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't have been there for very long. Is 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 all I can say about it. Um, but man, I. It it's funny because it's like uh, most of these cops in this movie are kind of depicted as assholes. Like the 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 cop who one of the cops gets killed uh, when they catch the werewolf or not catch the werewolf. They find the werewolf attacking John's daughter, and he ends up not, he sh- shooting at it with his shotgun a couple times, and it gets away because he like he has to go help his daughter. Or he doesn't he his daughter calls him out for being an idiot basically um and the the one of the cops gets killed and who the the cop in that point reminded me more of super troopers kind of characters but (laughs) i'm just like man i i just feel like there's so much of like like there's this movie is deeper than it yeah. I don't know. Like not It is and it's hard because, you know, like basically it comes down to like the villain is is everyone. The villain yeah. is the town. The villain is John. Like yeah. it doesn't really I think like you said earlier, like you're not really focused on the fact that there is this murder. You're focused on yeah. everything that is happening with John and with the family and with the sheriffs and with like all of that and that's yeah. the focus and it turns out that they are part of the problem basically yeah it's the, the, his the, yeah the 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 killing is not a 
the killing is the stimulant to the real villain of this internal struggles this dude has and what he's gone through and what like I, I think there's also a lot in this movie and like they go through expectations but like of just like letting your f- your father down I think there's a lot to do with like what this guy is trying to do to like basically please his father right because like he does Am I crazy? Dude, like, does someone like his his daughter calls him out, right? Like, she's the one going. You, you've never like your mother. Your mother left. Blah yeah. blah blah. And you're like, man, she she throws some fucking haymakers during that speech, man. She's like, and it, you feel she's like the, nobody. She's the real protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's the only one. Like, you feel like no one's ever called this motherfucker out for his shit before. Like he, like people have said you're a, a drunk. Stop it! But like they've never called him out for like why he's a drunk. They've never called him out for like him having all these issues. And like obviously, like you talk about like I, it, fe- it seems like nothing has been resolved. He doesn't. He feels. It kind of seems like he feels like abandoned here because his mother left him and like is his father is like oh i like he had to be a cop because it was his cop his dad was the sheriff and like it's always like, mommy issues that's that's the real diagnosis for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's mommy issues i god it's it's funny man because you go back to criminal minds and like we were talking about it earlier like how many of those those guys are like in the killers on the show were like their mother was abused them or yeah. fucked them up and and that you is go, really common. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's you. So many of these, I, I, I just recently watched Martyrs for the first time, which is a French extremist film. But like, the main character of the film is, or one of the main characters of the film, it gets heavily abused as a child and ends up a broken fucking mess of a human being for the part she's in the movie of it. And you go. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she was like, you know, fucked up and abused for like how long? And it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like how I mean, it's still a never ending struggle with people. Right. With the, the like the debates about nature versus nurture. Right. Like it's but I, I I will never say that, like, it's fully one or fully the other. I think there's a lot. Yeah. There, there's people who are broken. I mean, that's like you go look at uh that's what the entertaining thing about like say like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, right? Like the man that was like that was literally given everything and had everything and that like the broken psyche of that of someone who was given everything and have everything regardless, right? So I don't know. I think that this movie does a lot of analyzing of what can break someone and what yeah, it's I, I do. I, I feel like it's very like broken in time. Like we were talking about. Do you ever watch Archer show yeah. with uh, that? Like you know how that show is like takes place in like the eighties, but it also takes place like current, like at the same time. It's kind of like that. Like where, it, like the town vibe in this really feels like a nineteen fifty five, like you know, American town somewhere. Um, well, but I, shit, really, man. I mean, I liked the movie itself, like storyline. And mm-hmm. even like the actors, yep. like, it was a good cast, and I, yep. it was as someone that doesn't really like scary movies. Yeah, it wasn't like scary, scary, but it was a good movie. I I really yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was intense. It was the acting was good. It it was like 
it was weird how it gave like i said i said it earlier just at the beginning like it made me feel weird like sad and happy at the same time like like i enjoyed the ride but like it was like a traumatic ride like we were like the fucking Donner Party going to fucking <laughs> on the Oregon Trail. Like we saw some shit while on the way, but we're happy we got there. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I'm super glad you came on to do this because I was like, it would uh, it was uh, it's fun listening to someone who actually knows what she's talking about with this stuff <laughs> and um, and just appreciating like because this movie was like. It's it's just a it it's telling a it's talking a lot about so many items and so many things and it's funny like I did not go in going go in it expecting so little of it to actually be about the killer the 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 killer being kind of like like a plot device yeah a plot device to get us into the breaking of this man you know so. Um, well, I'm glad that we found a movie that worked for both of us because I, yeah. was, I initially asked you, I was like, find a movie where there's a lot of background information. Yeah. And that's like, it was like, I had to ask Jerry because I was like, Jerry, would this be a good one to, to have a dare come on and talk about? And he was like, yeah, did have her. Did you have a lot? And because I hadn't seen it yet, I didn't watch this until yeah. yesterday. Because like I like to watch it a day or two before, so it's fresher in my head. Because I often do the you know recapping of the stories. So um, it was it wasn't what I expect. I expected more with the werewolf person, but like man, I I, I uh, am happy that the ride went the way it did. So um, so you are on season two of your of your show. Yep, just about to wrap up season two. What is the theme of season two, Ben? Season two has been uh, children who murder. Ah, okay. Yeah, so uh, school shooters and uh, so like DC snipers are in it. Uh, yeah. Columbine, bigger names, Mary Bell, Eric Smith. Um, yeah. Lots of people that you've probably heard of and hopefully a few that you haven't. Um, but yeah. all children who murder. And it's been really, really interesting to look specifically at kids. Yeah, so I think I, uh, it's actually going to inform my dissertation, which I'm excited about. So awesome. Let's see how that goes. I mean, we just had we just had those kids in Florida that got stopped for before doing a school shooting. Like, I think that was yeah. last month that they got caught, right? And it's, I mean, it it that's one of those scary things, man. Scary children are fucking horrifying. That's why things like you know, children, <laughs> children of the corn, and like orphan and like uh the omen like and fucking even the exorcist like how many of our like like real essential like scary things feature children and it it's because like who's supposed to be the most innocent yeah they're supposed to be like sweet and innocent and they're not we've already (laughs) fucked them up by then and now they're fucking killing people yeah i mean it's it's crazy man like I, I'm 38 and I've lived through a lot of ch- children doing fucked up shit and you go fuck man like the the world we live in and it again I, I'm not saying it's all entirely like the culture but man look at the percentage of what's happening here and where it happens everywhere else you go yeah fuck man um, so your show 
It's called what is what's wrong with him. I keep wanting to not say it right because and then I'm like, can I say it? So go and listen to her show because Adair is awesome. Uh, and uh, good luck with your uh, thesis and everything like that. I'm still going to bother you. So it's not just going to be leaving you after talking to this. Um, but do you want to plug anything else like uh, besides the show before you go? Um, I mean, the show is What's Wrong With Them, a true crime diagnostic podcast. We are everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then social medias, uh, Instagram, What's Wrong With Them Pod, uh, even TikTok and Twitter, www.tpod. Um, yeah, that's, I'm, yeah, end of season two, season three is going to be about cults. I'm really excited to do that one. That's cool. So at yeah. least tune in for that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, check it out. I uh, I've started listening a little bit. I gotta listen more. I've been, man. I I've been stuck back at home, and I have I end up having a real struggle to like have listen to podcasts when I'm sitting at home. It's yeah. weird because it's like it's because you have the more kind of visual mediums, which is weird. Like that's like for everything. And I used to listen to way more podcasts when I was stuck at work constantly. But yeah, yeah it's what I. Work it, and yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, with us, I'm Rod underscore Johnston on Twitter and Instagram and Twitter or no on our Twitch. Yes, I'm. My brain's broken today. Uh, I uh, the podcast is Murder Moose Pod on uh, Twitter. And uh, that links to our Discord and everything else like that. So I don't know what we're going to do next mo- week with movies. Uh, wasn't planning on this, but I'll tweet something out and let you guys know. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, Adara. It was a blast. It was a real good time. And I we will talk to you guys in that later. So have a good one. And uh, bye. <laughs>